on this week's episode of Whiskey and Watches, we have our friend of the show, Buzz. Buzz is a fellow collector and was actually uh, one of the four of us who met at Whiskey and Watches. Um, he came with me, Evan and Ryan came together. We ended up leaving uh, that Whiskey and Watches event in 2018. Uh, friends started a group chat, which you'll hear referenced plenty of times on this episode. Um, so Buzz is going to walk us through his collection and his first experience at Red Bar, uh, which uh, he attended with me this past week. All right. Well, this week we got our uh, our buddy Buzz, who is one of the founding members of, uh, as we know here, the time well spent uh, group text on uh, <laughs> Line and Spangler's and our other buddy Ryan's phones. Uh, um, and uh, Buzz is gonna, yeah, very okay. exclusive. Hey, everyone! So Buzz for having me on the podcast. <laughs> glad to have you. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be one of these podcasts without. I mean, I think we talked about the idea originally. What probably a month and a half, two months ago, and kind of happening, and wanted to make sure we had everybody uh, who was involved in the idea on. So uh, glad to have Buzzy. On the uh, on the podcast, he's going to run us through his collection and uh, talk about his first Red Bar experience, which uh, he and I were both at the Red Bar Cincinnati uh, meetup this past Monday. And uh, again, great guys, a lot of cool stuff, um, mm. a lot of great pictures that'll end up in our artwork when we drop this podcast <laughs> <laughs> of everybody else's watches. Um, but I think first we should probably do the uh, the wrist check. So, uh, Buzzy, since you're the guest of honor, what you wearing? All right. Today, I'm wearing a Timex Q. I just picked that up last weekend, and it's been on my wrist for most of this week. It's a pretty sweet piece. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's just so a lot now, of fun. How, how, how long did it take to get to you once you ordered it? Better part of a week. Okay, that's not too bad. That, yeah, it was rewarded. My, yeah. my tagline for this watch is, it puts the fun in funky. Yeah. Nice. All nice. that 70s style. Yeah, I was going to get a little 70s flair with that watch. Yeah. How much, uh, how much arm hair have you lost? Not too much. It is surprisingly not that much of a hair puller. That oh. is, I mean, it's, I, I tried it on and it, it didn't seem like it was going to be that bad. Um, I'm just too stupid to figure out how to work the clasp because I can never quite get it buckled. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've, I've heard nightmare stories about people losing hair on that, so that is surprising to me. I think it depends just just how much wrist hair you have going there. If you have a you know, wrist hair grooming regimen. <laughs> so what's your wrist hair grooming regimen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't or, have one. Or the I one that's I in progress uh, to be developed here. Yeah, exactly. All right, Evan, what you got on? Uh, well, I've actually been listening to the Scottish po- uh, Scottish Watches podcast here recently, and uh, I'm repping my uh, Panerai Two One Nine in honor of uh, one of the Ricks. Whichever one wears that, his Panerai. So uh, he only ever wears his Panerai, allegedly yeah. on the podcast. Allegedly, yeah, yes. It's be- um, so because yeah. he's a spy. <laughs> yeah, so I've got this uh, my uh, green NATO strap, uh, looking uh, as dapper as ever. It's a sweet watch, and that's the left hand drive one. Yeah, left hand drive Destro. Awesome lefties. And such a <laughs> such a comfortable wear, actually. Those dimensions wouldn't suggest it otherwise but yeah i was really impressed the last time you brought it out yeah 44 mil i mean the lugs are super short that's kind of it's secret i i, I say but yeah, it's every time wear. i put 
every time I put on a Panerai, I'm always surprised at how comfortable they wear despite how massive they should wear. And they just don't. I mean, it's, it's, and I, I love the left hand. I think it's just something that you don't see all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's a great watch. Uh, so, what about you, uh, Spence? What do you got on? So, in honor of Perpetual Calendar Day, I am wearing the closest thing I have to a perpetual calendar. And uh, as you guys saw on Instagram today, it actually had February 29th uh, posted <laughs> in the little date window. I'm wearing my Casio AE1200WH, the uh, sometimes called the Casio Royal. I've got mine on one hell of a hair puller of a bracelet, uh, which is the one that it comes with, the old school folded link. As it should um, be. Yeah, and... Uh, haven't lost too much hair today, uh, but currently uh, already it's used it today to time. The, yeah, exactly. Used That's it to right. time the uh, <laughs> the little ones nap, all the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> and I can. Uh, my favorite part is the little uh, map that lights up, so I can see that I'm in the Eastern Time Zone currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, color me surprised that that watch is on your wrist today. Yeah, it's the only one that I have. Well, they'll all say the 29th, but tomorrow they'll all say the 30th. <laughs> yeah, sir. Uh, actually actually my Seiko will probably say 18 because it's not running right now but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um and i guess uh buzzy you said you're not uh you're not feeling the best right now so you're just repping the diet coke so evan what are you drinking uh i'm sticking with what i had last week it's gonna be a michter's rye um yeah same old same old nice Take her off it. i uh I have a very little bit of this left, and I didn't quite take all of it. But since we had a spe- we have a special guest on, I uh, did a little bit more of a special list. Yeah, I, I went with the uh, the Eagle Rare, um, which has been harder to find north of the Ohio River lately for some reason. As have all products from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Not quite sure why, because you used to just be able to find Buffalo Trace all over the place. Just just the regular run of them of Buffalo Trace, which is a great whiskey. Eagle Rare is always a little bit harder to find because they don't make as much of it. But, like, I have yeah. not seen Buffalo Trace in any of the liquor stores, which is, like, two that I frequent um, <laughs> recently, which is just kind of weird. Maybe they lost – maybe Kroger doesn't carry them anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm in the south, so it's uh, pretty easy to get a lot of stuff down here, so I can't really relate to uh, that kind of issue. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for us, the south is a mere 20 minutes away. Yeah. Cross that bridge and hit the party source. That is true. Yeah. yeah. The Hashtag party, party source. <laughs> the world is your oyster. That it is. All right. Well, now that we got the intros out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and talk to Buzz about his collection, what got him into watches. I'm sure you got a story that was kind of the first thing. You're like, ooh, I would like to have something on my wrist at some point. And then we can go through all the uh, all the pieces that you've got, which I think Spangler and I have seen quite a bit uh, whenever oh, yeah. we hang out. But uh, mm-hmm. it'll be fun for all the other listeners, some of which you probably just met you on Monday. Probably. All right. Well, thanks for that intro. So as long as I can remember, I've had some sort of a watch. I'm looking at my my watch case here. My earliest piece. I got when I was a little boy. It's a uh, little Armatron Musical Quartz watch. Nice. Uh, very, very slick. It's a uh, Looney Tunes baseball thing. <laughs> Taz and Bugs and uh, Daffy Duck. Nice. All suited up to play some baseball. And there's a pusher at 2 o'clock that will it'll play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, really enjoyed that when I was a little guy and no doubt annoyed 
the ever-loving snot out of any adult nearby <laughs> with that. So you're telling me Probably, you're, not, you're not wearing that to any meetings these days? Um, not, not really. It's although I actually measured the cases. It's a decent-sized watch. It's actually a 34 millimeter diameter. It's got a high dome. Yeah. Uh, plexi. That's classic yeah, sizing. It's funny, but it's it's also a lot of fun. I think you need to get one. a new battery in that one. I think I do too. <laughs> my other piece from childhood, I have a Swiss Army kind of a field watch with a diver bezel on it. It's a plastic case, the arrow hour hand quartz. Pretty pretty neat guy. I've got it on a NATO right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Aunt Mary Joan, Uncle Bill got that for me, if I remember correctly, for one of my birthdays. And I've done a lot of, a lot of camping and everything with that on my wrist. So that was childhood. Fast forward to circa 2009-2010. The first watch that I got for myself was pure happenstance i was in sam's club of all places and, and what do you think that i might buy at a sam's club what would the uninitiated buy at uh, a sam's club for a watch any guesses uh oh rolex of course right i just missed that day actually <laughs> yeah, i heard they're having a sale that day i, mean, I must have been wrong yeah unfortunately yeah <laughs> uh, actually i had this uh goofy uh, two-tone Invicta. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's a monster. Quartz. Hide it from me. <laughs> That's so quartz big. With the, oh. uh, it's kind of a chrono, and then at uh, six there's a, a day indicator. But you know what? It was enough to scratch an itch and sent me on this uh, perhaps terrible, terrible, uh, life-altering course of watch collecting. I will say, that was a pretty small Invicta. <laughs> It is. It's one of the uh, yeah, smallest it? ones that they made. Was it only like 46? <laughs> uh, my early days, I, I collected a lot of affordable stuff, and I, I would say that I, I kissed quite a few frogs before I found uh, some of these princely pieces. So yeah. the funny thing about that is two things. Spangler's repping the Panerai for Rick. Buzzy's got the Invicta for Ricky, who has a couple of other uh, Invictas as well. So we've got both the guys from Scottish Watches covered in this review. Yeah. And did you see the post on Instagram? I can't remember who. Uh, was it Brodinky who started doing this? Uh, the uh, Ugly With Watch the Friday. Stuff? No, Ugly Watch Friday. He wants oh, to make no, it a I've thing. Not, I've not seen that. <laughs> Ooh, solid. I've got an old blacked out fossil that I did not talk about from high school that I could definitely wear on Ugly Watch Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to take something up, I think. Yeah, anyway. I've, I've got. I'll, well, I'll be sure to keep that Invicta nearby for Fridays. Oh I'm heck yeah! <laughs> you have to do some working out though to to get that arm back in shape. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, bulk bulk up, right? So, so I was I was at a talk around that time, and the person delivering the talk was uh, retired from the Air Force, and I noticed they had a rather striking watch on his wrist. A bunch of Googling led me to the path that he had a Pepsi GMT Master 2. Wow. 
Of course, that wasn't the next thing that I bought. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, though? Yeah. So, unfortunately, if I invented time travel, I, I would like to go back to that point because that was back when those watches were used. You know, oh, not, not vintage, right? There's a now. difference, too. Yes, big difference. <laughs> yeah, that was when they were still trading used for like five grand instead of, you know. 10 plus like today <laughs> at that point couldn't you, weren't they still making the coke as well like couldn't you just go to an ad and get a coke for like four or five maybe i don't know i could be wrong Coke, pepsi one of each that would have been a fantastic buy but you know you miss every shot that you don't take right so <laughs> yeah. i missed, missed some shots there i did I did scrape together $100 and send it off to our friends at Alpha and get a uh, Alpha Pepsi homage, which obviously uh, is nothing close to the real thing. I've got a friend at work that has an actual Pepsi GMT Master on a oh, Jubilee, wow. and he rarely wears it, actually, because it is so valuable and... Boo! A little much. Yeah, well, you got to be comfortable with what you're comfortable with, right? Yeah, I guess. But what what I think that this piece did for me, though, was kind of get me away from larger pieces and realize what how much I liked something 40 millimeter case size and below and something decently thin. I just, I liked how those wore. So from there, I picked up, I don't really remember the chronology of a, a couple of these pickups, but a couple of pieces that survived the, the great sell-off they'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, Black Orient Mako, which has been the closest thing I don't really beat on my watches, but mm-hmm. a beater watch. Uh, this is it. It has survived... All sorts of outings. It survived multiple lake house weekends in uh, southern Indiana at uh, Buddy of Mine's Lake. It was temporarily lost for a few minutes after uh, one of the spring bars popped when I went down a giant slip and slide into the pond. How'd you, uh, how'd you get that back? <laughs> Good old-fashioned detective work, you know, looking really <laughs> carefully uh, along the slip and slide with... Uh, beer in one hand and maybe even in the other yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> i really like work. this one yeah thanks I, uh, regular sherlock holmes here <laughs> I, I like the arabics at uh, 12 9 and 6 uh, the day date complication is kind of cool I, I don't forget the day of the week that often but i do like the pusher at two o'clock it's a little screw down pusher it's it's a handy handy watch and honestly it doesn't get as much wrist time as it deserves. I feel like I remember the first time I saw that and I didn't know that you had it. And I think it was at your dad shoulder party right before uh your little one was born. And oh, yes. I was like, "What are you wearing? That was a cool and you're like, "Oh, it's just my Orient Mako. It's my beater watch." And I was like, "That that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty sweet beater watch." Like I I know that they're uh 
they're on the on the more affordable end of the spectrum by far. But they solid little movement, great styling, just a good good piece. That I remember seeing that one the first time, being really impressed with with you know the value proposition of it. It was it's an awesome watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and at at some point. I'd like to get a domed crystal for it. The, the one thing, I bought this one used, and the, the crystal's definitely taken a bit of damage from Lake House weekends, Dadchelor parties, all of that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, because we got so crazy when we ended at 10 o'clock because two of us had kids. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> you guys are wild. The, it was one of the weaker showings out there. That's all right. It was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. Uh, so at some point I'm going to get an aftermarket crystal for it, but mm-hmm. haven't uh, gotten to it yet. So uh, I like that one. And I also have a uh, Seiko SKX 009, which both of you guys uh, I'm sure have seen me wear. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Yep. Yeah. It's a classic. Mud- not really a lot that I can add to the conversation on that, except uh, do yourself a favor and get an aftermarket strap. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't mind a little bit of uh, jingle jangle, right, with the, the stock Jubilee, but there was something about the stock bracelet that just, just didn't, uh, didn't work out. Uh, for me, and my perception of this watch is completely different with a uh, quality aftermarket bracelet on it. Yeah, uh, I actually own a double O, uh, double uh, not not double O actually. Uh, it's a O one five SKX. Uh, I think it's from the early two thousands, and I I also have an aftermarket bracelet on it uh, from Strapco. But I'm actually repping all of my Seikos currently on Nato's right now. I don't know what it is, but uh, I feel they look pretty good on a good Nato. Nice. Yeah, you've you've brought that one around before. It's it's very, it's yeah. a handy little dude. Yes, nice and svelte on the wrist. Yeah, listed listed at uh, thirty eight millimeters, but definitely no more than a thirty five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, round up, right? Uh, yeah, just, ju- just like your grade back in school when you'd get an eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a that's a ninety. That's an A. All right. So, I. I was at a point where I had a lot of affordable pieces, realized that I wanted to make a step up. Also, that you, you can't wear really more than two wrists to, worth of watches at a time, right? If you're, you're Schwartz coughing. Accurate. I har- hardly <laughs> never do. So, what a quote. I, yeah, I had, uh, I had sold off a lot of them, and the first kind of nice piece that I got was this uh, Tudor Oyster Prince. It is a uh, no-date, it's a reference 9200. Uh, it's 34 millimeter, and uh, you guys have seen this. I, I really, really dig this, this watch. It has drilled lugs. Uh, it's just that classic Oyster case, stone plexi, um, crystal and uh champagne dial just got it back from uh, the watchdog shout out to matt uh, for for getting it uh, serviced out uh, mm-hmm. i bought this off of a fellow on uh, poor man's watch forum back when that was still extent 
for I want to say four hundred, four hundred fifty dollars, something like that. Gone are those days. I was gonna say yeah. like I, <laughs> since since we since you and I realized we were both watch fans and um, started uh, looking at different pieces, I've been trying to find something very similar to your tutor because I obviously big tutor fan. I have two more modern pieces myself, but I can't. I can't find one for what I feel like I should spend on one, and it's because they're insanely popular. And I think you're looking at what at least eight hundred now for one that's in maybe okay shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they have appreciated since. Well, then you, if you find sure. one with if you look at if you find one with a date complication, I think you're in good shape. You're easily pushing a grand, if oh, not easy. more. Like yeah. it's just it's amazing. What if yeah, you should? I, it, exactly. <laughs> that's. We touched on that earlier, right? We did. There's a, a lot of watches out there that uh, I haven't bought, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really like this one. I have a grayish with a, some hints of blue strap on it. I've put it on a NATO in the summertime. I have this really bizarre idea right now about maybe getting a like tropic rubber strap uh, interesting plant yeah um, I, i'm i'm not quite sure how that would look but i think i'm willing to give it a try drill bugs you know Makes yeah really i mean easy. might as well <laughs> i mean if you're looking for ideas here i actually recently bought a um a beads of rice bracelet um i don't know if you can see it here on the uh Ooh, the face yeah. um and i don't know what it is but if you have any like vintage watch 34 36 mil I just love them on a good beads of rice. I don't know, just like conjures up that like vintage aesthetic, and I just think they look amazing on a beads You're of rice. You're thinking like the thing that I'm picturing in my head right now is like an Omega Seamaster Deville on a beads of rice bracelet, like a, uh, or a little constellation so, pie pan. Uh, <clears throat> it's not necessarily like the Omega beads of rice bracelet. It's um, if you like Google up like vintage like paddock beads of rice, Ooh. it's like the five or what is this? Uh, seven link beads of rice. Um, okay. Yeah, so like no like solid uh, like strips of metal on the on the sides of it, just pure just beads all the way across the bracelet. Um, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, super vintage looking. I like the I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, I uh, back at uh, the what was it watches and whiskey at whiskey uh, and Richter watches at Richter. Yeah, well, yeah, them them too, right? Yeah. Um, back at that Thanks this year, exactly. How did we get the name for this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Strange coincidence. It's copyrighted now. No one can take it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since he Strapco had had their straps, I, I am going to pick up one of the uh, vintage style uh, leathers for it. So you had a, it was it was like a light tan that he had that looked really good with the champagne dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was that was. That was what I'm going to do. So. Shout out to our buddy Zach. That's right. That's right. Saw him on Monday. Yes, we did. That's right. So that kind of, that piece, I really like it. I get a lot of wear out of it. And it opened the door for going bigger. And going bigger is a relative term because uh, the, the next piece that I got is probably the biggest uh you know, monetary outlay. Um, I have a, bought a Colt uh, Chrono, which is a Breitling, 
This is the older, like 38 millimeter version. Uh, it is a reference, take a look at my notes, reference A733560. For those playing at home, <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's a thirty-eight millimeter diameter. It's a forty-three and a half millimeter lug to lug. Yeah, twelve point seven thick, eighteen millimeter strap. It is so. That was what I got next. I got this. Bought this one used also. I think maybe off of Watch You Seek. Uh, from a fella down in Florida. You bought it from Florida Man. I, d I did. Actually, <laughs> this, this Florida Man's a very respectable guy. We wound up talking on the phone for about an hour and a half about watches and life and whatnot. It's Never. funny how that happens. It really is. It really is. No, <laughs> it's crazy. No Most there. of us are pretty talkative about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it was funny because there's another young guy, watch enthusiast, uh, I think he was an insurance uh, man. So we, we had a great time talking about this. But So I bought this piece, and it's a, it's a super quartz movement, which I'm perfectly fine with. It's a chronograph. Uh, it's complicated enough. Uh, I think that uh, the quartz makes a lot of sense in that application. And it's really a jewelry piece. Uh, the dial has really subtle kind of record track grooves uh, on the, the dial and on the sub-dials. Uh, the logos applied, the hour markers are very shiny with little tiny plots of superluminova that more than do their job at the wee hours of night. <laughs> uh, a lot you know, the case is highly polished. The bracelets that, you know, kind of angle cut uh, bracelet that they're known for with the outside links are all polished and the insides are brushed. Yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's got a lot of the, the Breitling DNA without uh, weighing your wrist down. Which yeah. one? Which is probably a good a, thing. The rare Breitling under 40 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very rare. Very much, and I, you know, this one fits under a shirt sleeve very readily. I wear this at work all the time. I don't think it draws any undue attention. Uh, you know, it's it, there's a lot going on with this piece, but I, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, when it's down because the battery ran out, I miss wearing it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. Pretty, pretty cool. So that's that's really that's the the biggest piece that I have right now. Um, now I know you've been looking at a couple of different Rolexes, but any uh, any ideas to uh, go and maybe get another Breitling in the in the future at all? We have one more one watch to cover, though. Just like just like Spangler for getting one more watch. Although did we talk? About, we it was in the wrist <laughs> check, so I guess we didn't yeah, really it miss it. Yeah, the Q, Q Timex was in the wrist check. And I also I have a, a Citizen Nighthawk that I picked up last year at uh, around Father's Day, not for Father's Day. Um, that's kind of a, a wild one as well. It doesn't get much, much wrist time, though, so that, that one might be making its way out of, out of the collection. Um, 
But yeah, going forward, uh, probably not any bright lengths. I like some of those uh, Super Ocean Heritage, I believe, pieces that kind of uh, mm-hmm. mesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that they have a, a smaller diameter one by smaller i mean somewhat close to 40 i think they have a 42 and a 46 so you're probably looking at 42 but short lugs very round i think it probably wears okay i think i tried one of those on a while ago trying to remember yeah those those are pretty sharp but i i think where i'm going next it's either a rolex either an oyster perpetual 36 with the the blue explorer dial uh, either that or a used explorer, new or used, you know, um, uh, Explorer 1, like uh, RAF 11 for uh, 270. The 14270? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you want the 36 or the 39, or, does, or are you yeah, indifferent? That, that's the 36. 14270. I, I, I think I could pull off the 39. So. The other calculus going on here is I've got a one-year-old daughter, and I don't know whether you'll hear her in the background during the podcast or not, but at the end of the day, you know, hopefully we'll have more children, but I want to, if I'm going to get an expensive piece, I want it to be something that, you know, she could pull off. Uh, my wife is slight of wrist, and uh, even the uh, even the tutor looks kind of big on her. So I don't <laughs> want to go. To <laughs> it really is. I mean, I know Brooke, and yes, that doesn't surprise me. But that thirty-four millimeter tutor—I don't want to say it's tiny, but like it's pretty tiny it, compared it's to tiny. some of, well, some yeah, of the other tiny. watches that that we are yeah. talking about here. And if that looks big on Brooke, man, it does. <laughs> it does. It's. It's somewhat close to overhanging. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, li- I like those uh, 36 millimeter pieces. I also have a really uh, odd itch to scratch with the uh, Omega, the 50th anniversary Seamaster GMT. I think that's a 2235 reference from not mistaken mm-hmm. it's the uh, sword hands but with the gmt and it's a proper gmt uh you know traveler style yeah so it behaves like the the gmt master too for those of you all listening at home um he has wanted these before hodinkee dropped their latest fantasy draft on hodinkee radio uh, we yes. were joking yes. about that as that one came out uh so if anything too buzzy you should probably pick one of those up like sooner rather than later, because you know they're going to be blowing up in value. Thanks to was it James who picked that one? James uh, Stacey or was it Cole? I believe James picked though the one four two seventy, and Cole picked the Omega GMT. The Omega, okay. I knew yeah. it was one of those two who picked one of those two. Um, and, so. and <laughs> if I remember correctly, Cole also promised to abolish wait lists. So yeah, oh, yeah that's that, right. That he did. Yeah. Hashtag Cole Cole 2020. Cole 2020. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Scottish watches are, are trying to get him on the podcast. They're, they're lobbying pretty hard. I will say, I will say, because we talked about this a few months ago, Cole did like one of my Instagram posts. I think that you've pretty much made it. I know. He didn't follow me, oh, but uh, I, he I, did like it. <laughs> I, I don't want to burst your bubble here, but he may have also liked one of my Instagram posts that I okay. forgot to share All right. with everybody. 
Hey, hey, the whole, you know, the, so, the two main hosts of the podcast on this one. Hey, for all 37 listeners we may or may not have. That's right. We're famous, yeah. everybody. Listen to us more. Started from the bottom while we're here. I, I will say, though, when it comes to either getting that Omega GMT or the Explorer, the 14270, I think, just in my opinion, I, I, I really believe that the, the GMT from Omega is probably going to creep up in value here. Um, and, you know, especially with this Rolex bubble, you know, I want to say it's, like, kind of teetering, but it's not really teetering. But, like, when it eventually does, quote-unquote, burst, the 14270s are always going to be there, and they're definitely going to go back down value to probably around that three grand range. Um, whereas the Omega GMTs, they, they've never really had a bubble, and they've, like, just been slightly going up. So, I mean, if you're looking to get it for the long term, I would, if I were you, I would consider getting that GMT first than looking to the Explorer. Obviously, yeah. obviously, long-term, you're getting both of these. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, a, it's more of a question of order, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's up to you, but, I mean, that's just my opinion on it. The yeah, little one's but, only one. She's not going to be wearing them for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got A couple time. of years. Yeah, she's, she's got that uh, Armatron... Uh, baseball watch yeah in the meantime yeah well i mean speaking of new watches and wanting to try stuff on um so first of all if anybody who comes who either is listening and hasn't come to the red bar since he and wants to and has yes. either of those watches bring them next month because actually spangler's going to be in town if we time this right oh, um, I, already, uh, I already talked yeah. to the guys and they're, they're like the the week should be should fall the same so it shouldn't be a problem um but Buzzy, Watch you out, came everybody. to Red Bar. You came to Red Bar with me for the first time. Uh, what did you think? I did. I, it was an excellent evening. Very nice outing. So Red Bar, Sensi, Spence has been going for several months at this point, and I've always had some sort of duties uh, get in the way of me coming out. Uh-huh. Met a lot of... Uh, a lot of really nice, uh, knowledgeable guys. A couple of people that I've met before, and then also some some new faces. So talk us through, like, when you, when you first walked in the door, what did, what did you think? When I first walked in the door, the place that uh, this is happening is, like, pretty decently sized. And I thought, oh, crap, where, where's everyone at? <laughs> but I, I figured that out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. So found the group, and uh, it was a great setup. There were some low tables and kind of seating all around there, and people had the watches that they brought out on the table. And uh, everyone was having a great time just talking about, well, mostly about watches, but about those pieces that they brought or new things that are coming out. Uh, there was a, a guy that didn't have anything that was there with his roommate and we had had a pretty good talk he was trying to figure out where to start with with this hobby uh, it was it's a dangerous place to very... start uh, going to a red bar okay. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's <laughs> Well, but in fairness I mean if you look at what everybody brought we had everything from my Casio Royal all the way up through we had there was what um, Tudor GMT uh, yeah, a couple of Rolexes, a Batman, my Hulk, and then yes, um, somebody bought or uh, our buddy uh, at Knifeologist brought um, his Speak Marin rose gold and his Lana One uh, Moon Phase in gold. So you'd see yeah. the whole thing. 
Oh. Yes, you, you definitely get the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, that, that longa did kind of ruin me. <laughs> yeah, forget about the GMT or the, the 14270. Let's just keep saving up here. <laughs> we don't need that car. Yeah, forget about cars, <laughs> colleges, mortgages. Forget about it. Longa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, there were, but it was just, it was a great evening. Uh, I came a little bit later on, uh, spent maybe an hour and a half. Lots of really good conversation, great drinks, great people. I would highly, highly recommend uh, heading out to Red Bar, whether you're in Cincinnati or, you know, any place around the country. I'm, I'm sure it's pretty similar setup. It was it was pretty cool. It was neat to see a lot of pieces that you would not be able to see at a, an AD. Mm-hmm. For example, somebody had a Explorer Two Polar dial, but the previous I forget what the reference number, but the forty millimeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that person also has the exact same size wrist as I do, so that was that made things really difficult. Uh, shout <laughs> out! Incredible. Shout out to at the watch historian. <laughs> strong strong at game i yeah. i appreciate that a lot Look we, we work okay. solely through instagram on this uh on this podcast pretty much <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know somebody's got to do it for the gram right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that that's a was a really special piece i, I can see why people love it so much uh, it had the uh, it was an earlier one with the drilled lugs. It was it was very very slick. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a fantastic time. I, I had a lot of fun, and I, I once again I just recommend that to anyone. Did you uh, did you try on the Monta Atlas? Yeah. No. What do you think? Oh gosh. Blue dial I... GMT hand, thirty eight mil. Fully articulating lugs on the bracelet, or fully articulating links on the bracelet. Oh, no, I think I missed that piece, actually. Uh, well, you gotta come next month, because Gelato Mancer brings it every month, and we all love it. <laughs> yeah, Monta's one of those brands that's really got me intrigued here. I yeah, wanna... they, the, the, I said yes, because I was thinking, when I was thinking about, uh, uh, there's a Scurfa there. Oh, the, Quartz, that was very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, that's what I thought you were referring to. Did, did, anybody, bring a, did anybody bring a Doxa this time around? No, uh, the fourth wheel couldn't make it. Damn, okay. So, at the fourth wheel next time, next month, if you're able to come and Spangler's in town, you need to bring it's, that Doxa back. <laughs> it's on my short list. Please. It Please. wore so well <laughs> when I tried it on. It was such a cool piece. Such a cool piece. Yeah. Um, the Monta was there. Oh, what was the other one that I showed? So oddly enough, the one that I like, and you see them a lot of places, but like there aren't very many ads, at least in Ohio. Um, uh, Mike brought his um, Oris Aquas, the thirty nine and a half mil, which wore so well. Um, couldn't really see the blue dial as well because the lighting was kind of bad. It was it's a cool place that we go. There we've been a couple of times, but uh, the lighting kind of sucks. But yeah, yeah. I loved the Aquas. That one was. I fun. mean, that's a typical red bar, though, right? Like the lighting has <laughs> to suck. Yeah, that's a rule. <laughs> yeah, you can get no good watch pictures when you go to a red bar. Yeah, but the watch memories that you leave with. <laughs> yeah. are... 
Fantastic. You don't leave with any pictures, but the memories, they'll last as long as the drinks do, I guess. Yeah. Hey, maybe the real pictures were all the memories that we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're getting a little little deep here. uh, Exactly. It's not even cocktail hour for me. It was for two of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is definitely the not thing, the afternoon. The funny thing about that was we didn't, we should probably should have done this at the beginning of the podcast, but we didn't. But the three of us and then the fourth member of the time well spent group chat on our iPhones, uh, <laughs> shout out to our iPhones. Uh, <laughs> um, we all met at Whiskey and Watches in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the name of the podcast. I was there with Buzzy because we were hanging out talking about watches. Um, and then we ran into Spangler and Ryan, and it was the Tudor Black Bay steel that I was wearing that I had picked up at RMP um, the year before. That one helped me get the invite, but two um, <laughs> caught Ryan's eye because he'd been looking for one for a while, looking at a Tudor for a while. We ended up having beers afterwards um, because you know <laughs> we were talking watches, so we needed at least another hour. And then I think Ryan picked up his um, the the OG Black Bay, the red with the uh, Edda yes. movement, um, shortly thereafter, and that was kind of how the little group got started. Yeah, um, I think I was wearing my uh, SKX O one five, which uh, I thought the time to wear a, a watch that was uh, oh understated, you know, to show I'm a true watch guy. But uh, I think the next time <laughs> I go, I'm uh, I think I'm gonna have to step up my game because I don't think that's the uh, the mo for this event. So you see all sorts there. That's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, it's it's a fun event, um, which is why we had to steal the name for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just more so fun for all the free whiskey. I mean, that too. <laughs> at the time that we went, I mean, you didn't really even need the need an RSVP. You just showed up. Yeah, it, well, it's because I think it got. I don't say it got like out of hand, but like they were concerned about fire code. Like, yeah, that's why did, they did it, the RSVP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the whiskey's still free, so... Also tip true. Your bar- tip your bartenders, though. <laughs> Buy a watch. <laughs> Buy a watch. I think, yeah, they're, yeah. I think they're on to something. The, the, the whiskey's free, the watches are not. <laughs> and I know several people in the Red Bar group left with a watch that night. So. Yeah, I, I think they recouped you their sold losses. one of them almost. Yeah. I, I did. I pretty much did. <laughs> yeah, you should have gotten the commission. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of putting your application... Yeah, yeah. I could work there, and then I could buy watches with the money <laughs> on the side. Yeah, it's not not a healthy lifestyle by any means. No, no. But I'd probably get a discount if I bought the watches there. So you know, I could I could probably at least break even <laughs> doing the math. <laughs> that's that's how you make buy break even. Yeah, that's exactly. what they right. teach you in school, right? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, well, Buzzy, it was great having you on the podcast. Uh, like like he's like he said, anybody who's interested, come and hang out with us at Red Bar Cincy. Um, I'll be there next time. Yes, I'll be great. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a, a really fun, yeah, fun time. Well, Thank it had to be either you or Ryan as yeah. It had to be either you or Ryan as our first guest. So I mean, we have to we had to get through that. Um, because Ryan's you know, we a hard were, man to track down. So this is very true. Yes, he uh, is. <laughs> also, per his lack of participation in the group texts recently. Ooh, <laughs> burn, burn! If he's listening, which he probably isn't. <laughs> so Ryan, that well, would hey, also man. be very Ryan. Yeah, um, that just means we'll get another download, right? Yeah, maybe. Oh, thirty eighth <laughs> listener. All right. <laughs> if those stats are accurate, 
Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the other thing I was going to say too, I don't know if there any, if anybody from either at 614 watches or at caliber 614 or anybody at Red Bar Cleveland is listening, at some point maybe we should do a centrally located like Red Bar Ohio in the greater oh, like northern, <laughs> southern, central we could I mean, you could do it on a Saturday and do a trip up for like uh, I don't know. Um, like a, I saw they did a, a Blue Jackets game. The six one four guys did. Maybe go up to an Indians. I don't know. We figure something out. But I'm sure you get some of us from Cincy to make the trip. Some of those from Cleveland or Columbus to make the trip. But you know, just just expand the watch community because you know I follow you guys on Instagram. So if you don't follow us, you you should. Yes. Burn. <laughs> yeah. But also, oh, so Buzzy, um, where can we find you on Insta if that's a thing for you? <laughs> I I think I may make a watch specific Insta. Okay, so. well then you can let you can let us know after that. Exactly. We'll, we'll add um, it in the show notes. We'll add it in the show notes that we don't actually ever do. <laughs> but this time we will. We promise. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Or maybe that's just a follow up to have me on again. Who knows? We probably will. You're you're pretty easy <laughs> to get a hold of. Yes. <laughs> Unlike exactly. Ryan. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, Brian. Anyway, you can find you can find the podcast at uh, at whiskey dot and dot watches on Instagram. They wouldn't let us use the ampersand uh, um, for notifications when the episodes drop. And then you can find me at m what is it officially m spence one two seven. And you can find Spangler at e Spangler one. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, Buzzy, again, thanks for coming on the show. It was, uh, it's always fun hanging out, uh, even if it is just via a FaceTime call. And uh, we'll have to get together again soon. Absolutely. Sounds great, guys. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.